Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.hearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem. Through our women of the Bible, praise your in the house of the Lord. Ministries all on the internet. that God will speak to you tonight. Continuing our series as we are doing this Christmas time, we are always reminded of our mission, and we always want to put this building before you. If you're new, this building, well, this part of the building does not exist yet. Uh, we're praying and asking the Lord that uh, he would enable us to build this building. We had a great uh, time this last Sunday um, with our building committee, and, and we are um, wanting to move forward. Amen? Amen. That's the inside of the building. I don't know how well you can see this, but this is the, the sanctuary uh, the double doors that you'll come through, the women's uh, bathroom and lounge, and uh, back here is the choir loft, the pastor's office. Uh, so we're praying that God will enable us to do that. And this will be our fellowship hall. Amen? Amen. So we are greatly encouraged about the challenge. I want you to continue to pray for the building committee and for us as a whole as God is placing upon us to accomplish this vision for our church at this time. Amen? Amen. Amen. We are in the month of December. We're making him known through the Savior. We're making him known through the Savior. And all throughout this month, we want to remind people that uh, Jesus is the reason for the season. Uh, we want to keep Christ in Christmas, and uh, uh, we live in a culture and a time where Christ has really been taken out of Christmas. Uh, most of the Christmas movies that you'll see during this time have, have nothing to do with uh, Mary and that baby born in our namesake in Bethlehem. Um, and, and I don't know that I've ever seen, uh, throughout this time, recent times, any stories about, uh, the true reason for the season. So, uh, we as Christians are, have to keep Christ in Christmas. Amen. And this is the time we're reminded of John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life and and that's what the, this holiday season is about is about God's gift to man but we've made it uh, about uh, man's gift to each other hello somebody but if we as a church can be on God's mission if we can make him known uh, through the Savior amen amen 
Tonight, we're going to look at a study entitled, Jesus is the one you can touch. Jesus is the one you can touch. I told you in our newsletter, I quoted a character that says that if you can't see it, touch it, taste it, then it ain't real. If you hadn't gotten a copy of the newsletters, please pick up one before you go at the back. But that's what the character said. If you can't see it, touch it, taste it, then it ain't real. And, 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 and I couldn't help but to think that during this holiday season, we want to encourage people to see Jesus, to touch Jesus, to taste Jesus, because Jesus is real. Hello, somebody. I said Jesus is real. And... Uh, Last Sunday, we talked about Jesus is the one that you can taste. And if you haven't uh, gotten to listen to that message, go to our website, www.hearGodsWordAtBethlehem.com, and download that message. But tonight, we're going to talk about Jesus is the one you can touch. Jesus is the one you can touch. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 through 22. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on 3. The NIV, Matthew chapter 9, 18 through 22. One, two, three. Amen and praise the Lord. Again tonight we're going to talk about Jesus is the one you can touch. Jesus is the one you can touch. And we're going to share on around three points tonight as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about the desperate, the desperate of the touch, the determination of the touch, and the deliverance of the touch. The despair of the touch, the determination of the touch, and the deliverance of the touch. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should believe God for a touch of healing, and not and not in your handouts, but on the screen it says today. Today. Christians should believe God for a touch of healing today. For a touch of healing today. Most of you may not know that today is a very unique and special day. Uh, and maybe you do not know how unique and special this day is, but this day is 12-12-12, and 12-12-12 has, uh, is something that's so unique that uh, it only happens once a century, once a century. The next, next time you will have matching numbers like that will be that of January the 1st, uh, um, in 2101, so it's a once-in-a-century uh, event, and as a result of that, many people have decided to get married on this day, and some women have gone into the hospital who are pregnant and, and have, 
have, have, have given birth to their babies, induced birth to their babies so they could have this very unique uh, day, uh, birthday, 12, 12, 12. It's, and, and, and mostly geeks and lovebirds are the ones that are, are, are really taken by this date, 12, 12, 12. It's a, it's a unique time or opportunity. I can't help but to think of that 12, 12, 12 date when I thought about the woman in the text. The woman in the text had issues. The woman in the text had been involved in a 12-year drama of, of trying to be made whole and well again. This same woman has been uh, taught or written about, and it says that she had, uh, throughout that time, many doctors. And we began to speculate from her life, because she had many doctors, she must have had a lot of money. Hello, somebody. Because uh, health care wouldn't be so controversial in our country today if everybody was rich. You see, rich folk don't care about health care because they can afford health care. Hello, somebody. Uh, and I never could understand why Obamacare was so controversial or health care was so controversial. Well, when you have money, uh, you can afford the doctors. Hello, somebody. So she could afford the doctors. Uh, oh, but it seemed like that her money had run out. And there's some folk who have many doctors, but they are not healed. Many doctors, but they are not made whole and well again. And, and they began to see how weak their money is because they can have the best health care, but yet still be sick. Hello, somebody. And, then, and this woman was, was probably like that. She had the best health care. She had many doctors. And, and she was struggling for 12 years trying to be made whole and well again. And this is where we get to point number one in the text. The despair of the text is that it says in verse 20, just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him. She was desperate. She had been carrying this thing for, for 12 years. She had an a issue of blood. Many of the doctors believed that, that she was hemorrhaging, uh, the modern day term of what she was going through, that she was hemorrhaging and, 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 and she couldn't stop bleeding. She had an issue of blood and, and I couldn't help but to think there's somebody here tonight, maybe you're oh struggling with uh, that kind of issue, an issue within your physical body. You're struggling and struggling, trying to be made whole, trying to be made well again, and you're desperate or in despair, and just like this woman, I couldn't help but to think but that some of us may be struggling with some other kinds of issues of blood, oh, and, and it doesn't have to do with your physical health, but it has to do with your blood relatives, you got an issue of blood, oh, it's that crazy baby boy you gave birth to that act like he ain't ever known Jesus, or never knew God, and has like that prodigal 
son has gone astray. Or it may be somebody up in here, you got an issue of blood, and it's your crazy daddy or your crazy mama who never liked you and who have cursed your life as opposed to blessed your life. It, it may be that crazy cousin Ray Ray, an issue of blood. Ray Ray always coming around and stealing and taking stuff because Ray Ray is addicted to drugs and alcohol. Oh, some of you got those kinds of issues of blood uh, and, and, and you just can't seem to get rid of it. Hello, somebody. And you're in despair and you're in despair and, and you're desperate and you're desperate. Is there anybody here tonight? You ain't got to raise your hand, but you're in a desperate situation. Is there anybody here tonight that, that really needs a touch from the Lord tonight? Is there anybody here tonight that, that wants to move above a, a Bible setting and, and get into a God that you truly serve? You know, Christian education is supposed to educate you on the God that you serve so that you can know that the God that you serve can change uh, some situation can change some problems can change some tribulation just like Mary last Sunday because she knew who her baby boy was she knew uh, that he could handle and take care of the problem and, and because she was educated on who he was uh, she could bring him the problem and he took care of the problem and tonight oh God's trying to educate you in a Bible setting to let you know that your God is still uh, the same God uh, who healed yesterday. He can heal today. Uh, and you've got to think uh, that it's 12, 12, 12, that this is a, a opportunity of a lifetime, a chance uh, of a lifetime. The way that that woman saw uh, Jesus uh, oh, coming through the crowd, she thought uh, it was 12, 12, 12. It was an opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, oh, and she believed uh, by faith uh, that that Jesus uh, could take care of that problem, that problem that had been ailing her for 12 years, uh, that problem that she had thrown all her money out uh, for 12 years, uh, that problem, uh, oh, and she had an issue of blood, which means uh, she was unclean, uh, which means she wasn't supposed to be around folk, uh, but it was a 12-12-12 opportunity, and she began to press uh, her way through the crowd out of desperation out of despair she pressed her, her way through the crowd she didn't care that she was unclean she didn't care oh about uh, the religion uh, or religiosity it was a moment it was an opportunity and time and she was desperate to say to your neighbor neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor are you desperate enough to touch him tonight ask your other neighbor neighbor Oh, neighbor, are you desperate enough to touch him tonight? Oh, she was, uh, oh, in her despair. Oh, 12 years. 12 years. Reminds me of other people, and we're going to learn throughout this, this whole month uh, about folk uh, who were desperate for Jesus. I think uh, it was the second sermon series that I preached, uh, oh, about six years ago. I preached a series entitled, Desperate for Jesus. And we're seeing these folk uh, who are desperate uh, for Jesus because Jesus, uh, oh, can make a way out of nowhere. Jesus uh, can overcome issues. 
issues and problems oh and tribulations that you've been struggling with for a lifetime but you've got to be like this woman in the text or out of your despair you've got to be willing to try to touch him hello somebody ask your neighbor neighbor Oh, neighbor, this is a divine touch pad tonight. I was reminded of another woman in the text, in the Bible written text, uh, that was desperate for Jesus. In Matthew chapter 15, it talks of a woman who was a Canaanite woman. And this Canaanite woman came out of her desperation. She had a, an issue of blood, and her issue of blood was her, her daughter, her blood kin, her daughter. Her daughter was possessed. Oh, she had an issue of blood, and she came to Jesus. The Bible says that she would cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Oh, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. The text seemed to say, seemed to say, Signify that she was driving them crazy because she was bugging Jesus. She was bugging his disciples and she had come to him and said, have mercy, have mercy, son of David. Oh, so much so. Oh, that she came and finally got to Jesus and talked to him face to face. Jesus, have mercy. Oh, and Jesus, oh, told her of Jesus. Just said something that, that seemed like a racial Remark. Uh, he said that he had come for the lost sheep uh, uh, of Israel, and she should, and that he shouldn't be dealing with the Gentile dogs. Oh, and if it was me, I probably would have taken offense. If it was me, Gina, you calling me a dog, Gina? I probably would have been mad. I probably would have been upset. But this woman was so desperate; she had an issue of blood. Her daughter was demon possessed so much so that she was not easily insulted and she said this in the text Matthew 15 27 and after he talked about the dogs this is what she said she said yes Lord but she said but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table even the dogs eat the crumbs that falls from the master oh she was desperate for Jesus in despair. Oh, she didn't get easily offended. I get mad and upset at folk uh, that are easily offended by some of these religious folk. Uh, and they come in here and get their head uh, all messed up because something that somebody else said. Well, maybe if you are that easily, oh, upset and that easily to turn up, maybe you're not just desperate enough. Uh, I'm not here, oh, for nobody else. Uh, I didn't come to the church uh, to hear from the priest. I didn't come to the church uh, to hear from the deep. I didn't come to the church uh, oh, to hear from anybody but the Lord uh, and I'm so desperate for Jesus. It don't matter what folk are doing around me. It don't matter if they cutting their eyes uh, talking about me. I'm so desperate and I need such a touch uh, from the Lord. It don't matter what other folk are saying. Talk about me if you want. Uh, oh, even the dogs uh, get the crumbs and Jesus did something oh in this in that text in this sense oh that, that, that blows my mind what did he do he did something that he didn't plan to do 
Whew, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep. I'll leave that for you theologians uh, to think about that. What do you mean God did something that he didn't plan to do? Uh, after all, God is God, uh, and God is all-knowing, and God is all-present. But all I'm saying is that in this text uh, with this Canaanite woman, Jesus, uh, oh, didn't want to deal with her daughter. All I'm saying in this text, uh, oh, well, this woman is desperate and had so many daughters that he didn't plan oh to touch her and made her whole again but what made him change his mind what makes God change his mind is that faith hello somebody somebody come up in here oh and you better get some faith to change God's mind about the situation you better get some faith oh to get that healing touch you better get some faith to rebuke them devils off your children and your grandbabies you better get some faith you better enable God to do something that he didn't plan to do and in this text he didn't plan oh to touch or heal the Canaanite's daughter and in this text he didn't plan oh to heal this woman who had an issue of blood as a matter of fact in the text that we're studying he was about to go out and heal somebody else hello somebody Jairus oh who was a religious leader, Jairus, uh, who was uh, somebody who had status, uh, but he was still a man, a righteous man. He was about to go off uh, and see about uh, his daughter, but this woman came on the scene, came up out of nowhere, just made a miraculous interception. Oh, he was about to touch and move in somebody else's life, but her faith uh, enabled her to move God uh, oh, from his purpose and his her touch was able to cause God to do something that he didn't plan to do to cause God to be spontaneous about his miracle somebody here tonight you better get enough faith oh to change God's mind you better give enough faith oh to change his program get enough place of faith to change his plan in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor are you desperate enough are you desperate enough? Somebody up in here better get desperate for Jesus. Somebody up in here better believe that Jesus is uh, who he says that he is. Uh, oh, we see her in her despair, the despair of the touch, uh, but also we see her in the determination of the touch. Uh, in verse 21, uh, she said to herself, uh, if I can only touch his cloak, I will be healed. She had determination. And it was determination because there was a whole lot of other folk around. It was a determination. And there, and there were literally other folk. Uh, and we learn in, uh, in other texts about this story who were pressing up uh, against Jesus. Uh, as a matter of fact, another text. Uh, oh, when Jesus posed the question, who touched me? Oh, the disciples in another text said, yeah, had thought Jesus was crazy. What do you mean, who touched you? Oh, we got all these people pressing up against you. What do you mean, Jesus, who touched you? You see, everybody that's pressing up uh, uh, to Jesus ain't touching him. Uh, in other words, everybody that come to church uh, ain't touching Jesus. Uh, 
Hello, somebody. Every crowd that crowds around, oh, to get into the building ain't touching Jesus. Oh, as a matter of fact, you can have and be a part of a mega church, have 20,000 people, oh, at church on a weekend, but, but there may not be anybody touching Jesus. Oh, the crowd is not symbolic of who's touching Jesus. Oh, the symbolism of who touched Jesus is folk that truly have faith. Folk that's willing to press through the crowd. Oh, you've got to press through the crowd to get to Jesus. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, you better press through those hypocrites in Jesus' name. Folk, say, I don't come to church because of hypocrites. You know, I don't come to church because of hypocrites either. As a matter of fact, when I'm at church, I don't even see hypocrites. All I can see is Jesus. All I can see is God. God has me here for a purpose. God has me here for a reason. And it's not for them. It's not even for you. It's for him. And I come even when I preach. I'm trying to touch Jesus. Because if I can touch Jesus, maybe you can touch Jesus through this word. Maybe you can realize that there is hope in the Lord. Maybe you can realize that that problem that you've been carrying for years, that situation that you've been struggling with, that sin that so easily entangles you. Maybe tonight, if you touch Jesus, you can lay aside that sin that so easily entangles you and you can run with perseverance and press towards the mark of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Maybe, oh maybe if you're determined enough, oh the press through religion, press through hypocrites. Sometimes you gotta press through the usher. Sometimes you gotta press through the choir. Sometimes you gotta press through those who call themselves deacons. Sometimes you gotta press through even the preacher men. Oh, but you've got to press your way and not just get up against him. You gotta touch him. Hello, somebody. I say, you've got to touch him. And the only way you can touch him is you've got to believe that he is who he says he is in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor have you touched him yet have you touched him yet yeah 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 yeah. we're trying to get away from a bible study tonight we're trying to get to Jesus we're trying to get to the Lord we're trying to get you there and one of the ways I believe and reasons why I believe that she was so determined to touch him was because of the testimonies in Mark chapter 6 verse 56 it says that of Jesus that wherever he went into the villages, towns, or countryside, what did they do? They placed the sick in the marketplaces. And what did they do? They begged him to let them what? Touch even the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him was what? Healed. I couldn't help but to think that this woman had heard the testimony of Jesus. She heard that God was moving in the village. She heard that God was moving in the towns. She heard that God was moving on the countryside. And she had a 12, 12, 12 moment where she saw, oh, this Jesus that I heard about, this Jesus 
Jesus that folk were begging to touch his garment. This Jesus that they let out the six, laid him out so that they could just touch the hem of his garment. Oh, she was so determined she couldn't lay in a marketplace. She was so determined she couldn't stay on the countryside. She couldn't stay in the town. She saw him and it was a 12, 12, 12 situation. It was an opportune time that she lost her mind and she believed that he was who they said he was. She believed that he was God and as a result she became determined. One theologian said that she elbowed her way to the mess and Jesus said somebody here tonight better elbow your way to the mess. You know one of the reasons why and I shared this before one of the reasons why I don't play basketball with folk from the church is because when I play basketball I get I get rough and rugged when I play basketball and you trying to get the rebound you might get a because uh. <laughs> I elbow my way to the rebounds I elbow my way hello somebody somebody's up in here God is trying to get you to get a rebound up in here you better elbow that devil oh to get to Jesus I said you better elbow that devil to get to Jesus say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor you better elbow that devil to get to Jesus and Jesus she had to elbow her way through the crowd she had to elbow her way through the church she had to elbow her way through the hypocrites she had to elbow her way because Jesus was there and she heard about Jesus and knew what Jesus could do and as a result she became determined hello somebody and she said, if only I can touch his cloak. The King James said, if I could just touch the hems of his garment, if I, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, then I can be made whole and I can be made well again. And tonight, as we pray, we enter into our time of prayer. You better touch the hem of heaven because God can make you whole and well again. God can take care of your issues of blood, whether it's sickness in your body or whether it's an issue of blood with your children or with your mate or with somebody else. God can take care of you in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, become determined to pray tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Parenthetically, that's why I don't play basketball here, Monks. Because the first thing they'll say is, you're supposed to be a preacher. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> we talked about tonight the despair of the touch we talked about tonight the deliverance of the touch or we talked about the determination of the touch and now we're on point number three the deliverance 
of the church. She said, I will be healed. She didn't say I could be healed. Hello, somebody. She said, I will. Hello, somebody. She didn't say I might be made whole and well again. She didn't say maybe Jesus would have pity on me. She didn't say that. She said, I will be healed. After 12 years of despair, she said on that day, I will be healed. Now, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Either it's crazy or it's faith. Hello, somebody. You know, one of the ways that I describe faith is is that faith is not something that's unintelligible. Because there's some stuff that people say that they have faith in and, and, and it's really not God. You know, there's, there's somebody who could stand on top of the building and and jump off and say, I have faith that God's going to catch me. And, and you know what, what, what they're going to catch? They're going to catch a headache of a lifetime. <laughs> and they're going to die <laughs> because of the law of gravity. Hello, somebody. And God placed that law. Hello, somebody. The Christian folk uh, think God is crazy like they are. No, 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 no. Faith is not something that is unintelligible. In other words, that if, 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 and I've said this many times before, something that just blew my mind about the people in the Alps. And they, 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 they built the train tracks before there was a train to take the journey. Now, 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 now that's, that's real faith. That's very intelligent faith. Uh, because if, if you would have asked me, if you, if, if, if you want the train to come, if you would have asked me, then I said, I'm one of the things I probably said, I would have said, you probably just you need to build the tracks. If you're on a desert island and you have faith, a uh, 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 desert island and, and you're trapped, you're stranded, and you, you have faith that God is going to deliver you, what, what should you do? I would say faith, true faith in God says one or two things. You'll, you'll either uh, you'll, 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 you'll build a big sign, an SOS for somebody to see it, okay? Or better yet, you'll build a, a plane strip. Hello, somebody. So, so, they, so that they can land to pick you up. Hello, somebody. <laughs> now, that's faith. That's faith. That's faith. <laughs> or, <laughs> or you'll try to build a boat. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That, that's faith. It's intelligible. You do something intelligent that just shows God that you, that you truly believe. Hello, somebody. And, and, and so faith is in, intelligible. It's, and, and, and the intelligence of this woman, the faith of this woman is once again, she heard that they were laying folk out in the marketplace wanting to touch the hem of his garment. That, 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 that everywhere 
everywhere he went, that's what they were doing. So her intelligence, intelligibleness of her faith said, I don't have time if I want God to move I don't have time to lay out in the marketplace hello somebody I ain't got time to wait for Jesus to just happen by hello somebody I'm well enough I can use the strength that I do have I, I got issues I, I, I got physical issues but, but I use the strength that I do have I know I'm unclean but I, I don't have time for that religious stuff all I know is that Jesus the one who has the power to heal is right here I can see him hello somebody and if I can see him then guess what I can touch him hello somebody and I'm going to do whatever it takes for me to touch him because I will be healed hello somebody somebody better get this in your mind tonight Tonight I'm not leaving here the same. Tonight I will be healed. Tonight my life will never be the same. Because I see Jesus. And it's a, and it's a Kairos moment. A 12-12-12 moment. It's a chance of a lifetime. Hello somebody. Jesus is right there. Oh and I've been ailing for 12 years. This is a chance of a lifetime. I heard about Jesus. I heard what they were doing. I heard that there's healing power in the hymns. Oh, but I don't feel like laying out nowhere. I don't feel like hanging out with the other sick folk. I need a touch from the Lord and I need it right now. I don't care that he's headed to somebody else's house tonight. I don't care that he's about to move on behalf of Sister Eton tonight. I don't care that he's about to move on behalf of Reverend Terrell tonight. I need a touch from the Lord and I believe that I will be healed in Jesus name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, tonight I will be healed in Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. That's what she said. She said, tonight, she said, at this moment, at this time, I will be healed. And what did she do? What did she do? Did she wait her turn? See, sometimes uh, us Christians, we get a little too passive. God ain't saying for you to wait your turn now. Hello, somebody. God said, you better press your way. Hello, somebody. Hey, you might say, I'm not next in line. But God says, you better press your way. Oh, oh, he said, it ain't my number right now. They're calling, oh, five, and I got 25. Well, you better learn to press your way. Oh, to the master. You better learn to say that this thing is going to be taken care of right now. I'm skipping to the front of the line. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, you better not skip me. You're going to get elbowed. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> she said, I can't wait. 
in line. I can't. No, 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 no. I've been dealing with this too long. I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, and she literally lost her mind and she did what she needed to do to touch Jesus. And what happened when she touched Jesus? She was healed. Hello, somebody. Verse 22 says, Jesus turned and saw her and said, well, take heart, daughter. He said, what? Your faith has healed you. And that woman, and the woman was healed at that moment. Hello, somebody. It was her faith that healed her. It was her faith that enabled God to do something that he didn't plan to do. The same way Mary's faith, uh, Sunday as we learned that Jesus turned water into wine, it was her faith that that, that enabled God to do what he didn't plan to do. Hello, somebody. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. That blows my mind. That blows my mind. <laughs> he said, it ain't my time, woman. It ain't, it ain't time for me. I haven't started my ministry, woman. And what did she say? Just do what he say. <laughs> and he can do it early. Hello, somebody. Oh, let's do what he said. Have enough faith uh, to do what he said. Have enough faith uh, to reach out and touch him tonight. Have enough faith uh, to believe that you will be made whole and well again. It is your faith uh, that can stop this 12-year trial. It is your faith uh, that can heal your body. It is your faith, uh, oh, that can deliver you. Your faith that can make you whole and well again. Your faith uh, that can pay a bill and you don't have money in your bank account it's your faith it's your faith it's your faith it's your faith in God do you believe God is who he says that he is do you believe that he's the same God yesterday today and forever because if you do if you believe that he's that same God that said I am that I am I am everything that you need I am Everything that you want, I am. All that you're looking for, I am. Oh, everything. Oh, that you need, that you want, that you. Oh, I am. But you've got to believe. I am who I say I am. Hello, somebody. You've got to prove to me that you believe. You better press your way. Oh, to the master. In Jesus' name. We're going to pause right now. For you to press your way, you see, because prayer is one of the best ways to show your faith. But you've got to pray in faith. I'm not talking easy believism. I'm, I'm talking about faith. And the God that you, I'm talking about a faith uh, that has a lifestyle of obedience or a faith that has a lifestyle of, of it. when I mess up, I, I confess my sin. I fess up when I mess up. I'm talking about true faith. And if you have that, then tonight you can leave here different. Hello, somebody. Tonight you can be healed. In Jesus' name. All those who are able, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and get on your knees. Get on your knees, those who are able. I'm going to start us out in prayer. 
And then I'm going to pause for us all to have a little talk with Jesus, to press our way to the master, to try to touch the hem of heaven, to be made whole and well again. And then after you pray, then I'm going to close us out, shall we pray? Father God, I thank you, Lord, tonight. What a wonderful word, Father. What a wonderful word, Father. Jesus uh, is the one that you can touch. And Father, we heard what your word said. And learning your word, Father. But now we want to experience, Father, what your word said. Your word said tonight that I can overcome or we can overcome that thing that we've been struggling with for the last 12 years. If we have faith in you, Father. Father God, your word says that if we have even the faith of a mustard seed, we can speak to the mountains. So it's not a a whole lot of faith that we need tonight. We just need a a mustard seed of faith. And we pray, Lord, that, that, that we can muster that up tonight, Lord, that things can change, Father, within our church. Things could change within our lives. Things could change within our marriages. Things can change within our bank account. Things could change within our family, Father. And you can call that wayward child back unto you, Father, tonight. Father, we're praying, Lord, that things may change because we're pressing our way in faith, Father. And and Lord, I pray, Lord, you hear the prayers of those that are bowed down tonight, either on their knees or within their heart tonight. As I pause right Hello now, again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship so with God. Sweet. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up just their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, 
listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.